0: Running your own business is stressful. Nah, it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to Her Holy Hustle Podcast, where we teach you to hustle with God so your business is run with His abilities and wisdom, not your own. I'm your host, Nyla Weave. I know what it's like to start a business and feel like a chicken with no head running around that farmyard. So stressed with marathon-long to-do lists and all the contradicting opinions of business gurus of what is best to do but I also know what it's like to start seeing God as my business partner. What a difference doing business his way makes on both my sanity and success. I'm on a mission to redefine the word hustle. As Christians in business, we don't have to toil as the world does for success, but can hustle with God. A kind of hustle that is productive and peaceful. Where our businesses don't run us, we run them. Where we can clearly hear God's voice for business decisions. With Jesus as your CEO, you can do business full of spirit-led strategy that's effective and enjoyable. Stick around and you can expect solo episodes by me, but also some amazing interviews with other Christian entrepreneurs and how they include God into their business. Hear about things they learned the hard way, things they wish they would have been doing from day one, and their practical advice for you to keep him first, even in crazy busy seasons of life and business. Ready to learn and be encouraged? Let's dive in. You're listening to another bonus episode with your host, Nyla Weeb. Have you ever realized you heard God wrong? Did you feel peace or confirmation about something only to have things get messy or not go as planned? I have, more than once, in the area of relationships, career, pets, business, and more. This is normal. This is part of being a discerning Christian like anything in life we can't put the expectation on ourselves to be perfect discerners of god yes the sender of messages is perfect god but the receivers us are flawed so it makes sense we will not hear perfectly all the time i repeat you are not alone it is nothing to be ashamed of in thinking you heard god say something then realizing it wasn't him That it was maybe you actually just really wanting something. Or maybe someone heavily influenced you to think he was telling you to go forward with something. When that happens, Satan will come on strong with a voice of condemnation. See, you can't hear from God. You are on your own in making decisions. God can't be trusted. See what he led you to? Sometimes it's not even that we hear him wrong. It's that we picture the outcome of a decision being different than God's plan was. My friend Rachel told me once, things may not be successful in the eyes of others, but they can still be successful to God. Friends, when we give our yes to God, that's successful. Even if the aftermath looks far from successful to us or the world. I thought about sharing this personal story long and hard. I prayed lots and I talked to my business coach and friends and family. And at first, I was embarrassed, confused. Why had I felt peace over making a decision, that I'll tell later, that only ended up turning into a mess? My business coach assured me other Christians have felt that confusion. They have thought they heard words from the Lord about things, felt peace to go in a certain direction, yet things didn't turn out so great when they did. She told me others need to hear a me too, to know they are not alone. When she told me she'd experienced that too, I was comforted deeply. So today, I'm being that for you, too. Uh, Me, too, in the department of confusion of thinking you had heard from God. When I was in my early 20s, I thought I heard God tell me I'd be a mom at 27. When that age came and passed, I was confused. I had heard so strongly across my heart that I was going to be a mom at 27. And at the time, I didn't even want kids, so that made me even more certain it was from him since it wasn't something I'd just be thinking of or desiring on my own because I wanted it but upon reflection I realized that year that I was 27 I did birth something my online health and life coaching business called Nutrition with Nyla where I coach women how to have positive body image and implement intuitive eating into their lives so did I hear from God wrong about having a baby at 27 no I didn't it was one of those times I just misinterpreted what he was saying I did birth something that year a business Recently, we adopted a boxer pit bull puppy. I spent hours talking about the decision with my husband and friends. I prayed greatly over it. I felt so much peace, so we went for it. We brought home 40 pounds of excited, pure muscle. It was great, until it wasn't. Until his dangerous aggression became a threat to our safety. He had two personalities, cuddly inside, but crazy, dangerous, and strong outside. I miss one side of him but he is a package deal and I do not miss feeling so scared outside on walks or bathroom breaks just thinking, who's he going to try to attack next? Is he going to pull me on my stomach in front of a car or things like that? So we returned him and it was messy aftermath of emotions. Upon returning him, the owners were not happy with us and I was confused. I, I started thinking I couldn't hear from God because why would God lead me to such pain of getting attached to a puppy, only having to give him back because I couldn't safely care or train him? even with the help of a hired professional dog trainer. Maybe this is like the baby at 27 thing, a misunderstanding of what God meant about the future. Not necessarily that I heard wrong about getting a puppy. Maybe this just isn't the end of that story. I'm proud of myself for how I handled that situation. The first night when we returned him, I cried and cried. I don't think my husband has seen me shake and sob that hard or for that long. Kleenexes were everywhere, and I was starting to look like Rudolph from a red... From a red nose of repeated blowing but i gave myself permission to experience my emotions hard and uncomfortable emotions have a time and a place and we don't need to resist them toxic positivity is a thing too much positivity can be a bad thing it's powerful and healing to allow yourself to feel sad disappointed hurt etc what we resist persists So those emotions will stay longer if we don't allow ourselves to experience them, then express them in a healthy way, like crying, talking with a loved one, journaling, etc. You can be thankful 24-7, but you don't have to be a positive Polly 24-7 or Sally Sunshine. It's okay to let yourself be Sad Sam or Disappointed Debbie. Then that night, after we gave him away, I went on a long cold walk, almost two hours, just praying and thinking and crying. It calmed me down as nature does. A friend that night had suggested I do some self-care after what we'd been through that week. It was the most stressful week of our life. And that walk was my self-care. As was intense crying, I let myself feel sad, be hurt by the owner's unfair unfair and unkind words when they picked him up. Then the next day, I found a project to keep me busy. As another friend had suggested, I cleaned the entire house getting rid of all the slobber and black dog hair. As I vacuumed that day, I listened to podcasts on people-pleasing, looking for tips on how not to care when someone says you gave up too easy, or that you failed or didn't try hard enough. I 200% knew it was the loving thing to do to give him back and knew I had given it my absolute best for seven days, trying to make a dangerous situation work for too long yet it's stung to hear someone say they didn't think we'd tried hard enough. It extra stings when you're in Enneagram 3 and being called a failure um, is like the worst thing ever. I'm proud of myself for making the choice to forgive these people, which isn't saying that what they said to us was okay, but rather that I'm giving them grace, just as it's been given to me by God. When you pray for someone who hurts you, when you do it quickly, it helps uproot the roots of bitterness starting to tangle around your heart. Once I asked God to help me forgive, I stopped replaying the scene of us giving him back in my head and the cruel things that were said and, and the text messages that were said. Just the memory of those things when they would come back, there wasn't a sting to them. Just kind of neutrality. As a friend told me, sometimes when people are unkind to you, it's one of the greatest opportunities to show Christ to them. You will stand out when you walk in love and are not cruel back. It will be weird, but in a good way to them. And forgiveness is setting someone free, you. Are you finding it hard to forgive someone? Think of specific times that the Lord has forgiven you. It can be easier to give something, forgiveness, to someone when you've been given it yourself. Examples from my own life as I worked to stay in forgiveness towards this woman were thinking about God forgiving me from calling my husband that nasty name or from being unkind to my body in my eating disorder days or for sending that cruel text to a friend that one time or or gossiping about so-and-so that I used to work with or for being prideful about this or for lying about that to save my face. I've learned from all of this what questions to ask before adopting and to go through a rescue so the coordinators can help us decide if a dog is a good fit for our lifestyle, personalities, and experience level. We also learned what breeds and ages of dogs we don't want to get. The right thing is sometimes the hard thing and it will cause hurt and anger and strained relationships sometimes. Remember, just because you disappoint someone doesn't make you a bad person and an opinion about you or a life decision you make, it's just an opinion. It's definitely not a fact. And no is not a swear word. No is a form of self care. No is a boundary and not everyone likes boundaries or will understand yours. And that's okay. Giving that dog back fulfilled my personal definition of success, living in alignment with my life values. That's how I define success. And some of my life values are safety and health. And in life and business, we need to make choices based off of our own life values, not others values. Not everyone will have the same values as you in life, and that's okay. So they won't always get why you make the choices you do or agree with you. So choose your heart. Make choices either so you experience your life values or make choices to experience their life values. One has a better payout and return of investment. When you consider people-pleasing, making a choice to fulfill someone else's life values, know that you are the one that will physically and mentally experience the consequences of that. You have to live with the repercussions of that, not them. Truly, it's best to filter your decisions through your own life values so you can live the life you want to and experience what is important to you in life, not them. And that's what we did with the dog. We 200%, 500%, 1000% know we made the right decision, even though not everyone agreed, but we did it and now we're experiencing our life values. You can tell when you're not experiencing your life values when things feel out of balance and not peaceful and... Our house is a lot more calm and peace and so are our thoughts now that we're back experiencing our life values. All this to say, it's okay to mishear or misunderstand God. The Bible is clear that his sheep know his voice and that those who are sons of God are led by him. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And Romans 8, 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit are... are, Romans 8.14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So don't be ashamed if you get it quote-unquote wrong. Think of it as a simple practice, that you're practicing your discernment. No different than falling off a bike as you learn balance. It's part of life, the process. And don't keep quiet, talk about it. So many others are feeling alone, like there's something wrong with them for not hearing God right or not knowing why an outcome wasn't what they thought God was leading them to. God is not a God of confusion, but we do experience that sometimes. Utilize Him and others to walk us through that confusion. Good has come from us from having that puppy. I met my neighbors who had dogs and connected with them. I made friends with my husband's friends who had dogs too, because many of them came over to try to help us to safely train that dog. I have also learned a lot about people-pleasing and so much more. Maybe I didn't hear God wrong. Maybe I did truly experience supernatural peace before we made the decision to adopt him and we were supposed to get him not so i would feel pain but because there's more to the story joseph in the bible was thrown into jail for seven years imagine how confused he was he had a dream as a kid of people bowing down to him he thought he was going to be a big name of authority yet how could that be now stuck in jail little did he know it was part of the plan he would rise the ranks even in jail and later he'd become second in command over all of egypt When you're confused, after acting on something you thought God said to do, then it doesn't play out as you thought, ask, What am I missing here, God? And if you don't know, that's okay too, if an answer doesn't come. Trust the unknowns to your known God's loving character. You can also read the Bible with a searching mindset for something that jumps off the page, with hands reaching out, declaring, Read me again, this applies. As someone once said, the biggest threat to Satan is not a Christian who praises God when everything works out perfectly, perfectly. No, it's those who get on their knees in prayer and praise his character and declare they trust him even when things are a mess and they don't understand. Why is that dangerous? Because it's faith, something that Satan can't work with. And praise from God's children is a weapon that scripture says confuses the plans of the enemy. Psalm 8:2 says through the praise of children and infants you are established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger you're creating a stronghold against the enemy to silence him and his plans you can even praise with the purpose of not feeling a stronghold against those who insult you so not the enemy but your enemies um, humans praise gets your eyes off them and onto him turn your eyes upon jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his mercy and grace i think i got the lyrics of that right might be wrong at the end but when I'm angry or anxious, there's something crazy powerful about picturing him lying on the cross, beaten and looking down at me and saying, I'm not coming down because I love you that much, Nyla. God isn't finished with your story. Even if the part that you're right now in is so confusing. Go back to what you know is true in these confusing, confusing times. Go back to what you know is true about God's character and what you know is true about your identity in Christ. He is still loving. He is still just. He is still wise and you're still forgiven. You are still righteous. You are still loved. You have unchangeable worth. Even if you didn't understand him right or somef- Or somebody gets mad at the decision you make, none of that can touch your lovability or unchangeable great worth you have, i.e. you don't have to earn it, so it can't increase or decrease by others' opinions of you or your ability to perfectly hear him. Did you resonate with what I said on today's episode? I'm a DM away on Instagram if you'd like to share your experience with someone, to have someone hear what has happened to you with something similar to what we've talked about today. I pray this podcast was empowering and inspiring. We need to band together as believers to comfort, to share the messy parts of sometimes getting it wrong when we think we're hearing from God or just being confused about what we heard from Him and why it's not panning out or playing out the way we thought. We need to just share the other side of the, the other side of the highlight reel that happens to all of us, even in our walk with the Lord, even in our spiritual disciplines. I would also love if you would leave a rating wherever you listen to podcasts, if you would leave me a five-star rating and a heartfelt review, that means the world to me, or screenshot that you're listening to it. I love to hear where you guys are listening. If you're walking, if you're doing the dishes, or you're folding laundry, you're cleaning the bathroom or wherever if you're in the car take a screenshot of you listening to it and just let me know and i want to hear what parts stood out to you and so i just pray i'm going to pray for us i love ending a podcast with prayer dear heavenly father i just pray that whoever needs to hear this podcast episode does and then it brings so much comfort to them and they just feel this deep sigh of relief like hey i'm not alone other people get it wrong sometimes too and that they just release there's this release this heavy weight that's lifted off their shoulder that they just feel like there's no longer this heavy boulder just weighing them down that they have to be perfect in even spiritual disciplines that they know that that's not the point um i just pray that there's freedom yeah freedom in this in this episode and you lead the people who need it you lead them to it and um help people to forgive. If there's um, some people that they need to forgive in their life, I pray that they would think of the times that Holy Spirit, you'd bring to mind times that you've forgiven them and that that would just give them just the the ability to then pass on that gift that they've been given from you first and experience that freedom of that forgiveness brings them to. And I just pray this all in your heavenly matchless name, Jesus. Amen.